patterns, permutations, time, rhythm, coordination, meter, concentration, tempo, modulation, groove. Welcome to the Drum Mantra Podcast. This is Rich Stitzel, and it's time to go deeper with your practice. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Drum Mantra Podcast, episode 59. It is actually, in some traditions, Christmas Eve, December 24th. More importantly, it's one week until the beginning of 2020, and I know that 2020 is going to be an amazing year for everybody. I can just feel it. I feel like everyone is ready to get their game on, get serious about what they're doing, really dive in, and make some stuff happen. And I am so excited that my New Year's Eve podcast, episode 60, is going to be with my very special guest, Mr. Mark Walker. Mark has been in Chicago hanging with me and my wife, Shana, for the last four days. We spent basically, gosh, the better part of each day for for the last four days hanging and doing yoga and practicing and having meals together and just really, really having a great time. And my goal was to put the podcast out with him on episode 59, but there's just there's just too much to, to, to accomplish before. I don't, I'm not going to have time to edit it all before it's time to put this podcast out. So it's amazing that I get to save it and release it on New Year's Eve, the final podcast of 2020 with the great, amazing, world-class drummer, Mark Walker. We've had such a good time getting to know each other. Like I said, we played together. We probably played drums together for about, I would say, five hours over the course of the last three and a half, four days. I have over four hours of of audio and video recording, so I'm going to try to whittle that down to a to a nice video and podcast. More on that. You're going to see it next week. Please tune in. Share this podcast. Please subscribe so you know when we put something out. And thank you so much for listening. It's been amazing to watch the podcast grow and the support grow. Let's keep it going. And if you ever have any questions or requests, you can send them to me at drummantra at gmail.com or hit me up on any of the socials, Drum Mantra or Rich Stitzel Music. So... Instead of the Mark Walker podcast, which I'm so excited for, I can't wait to share it with you guys. It's going to be amazing. I, uh, in the 11th hour, made the decision to do a different kind of podcast this week. And lately, what I've been doing, every night when I go to bed, I put my AirPods in and listen to stuff. And I used to listen to uh, books on audio books, and I would not do them in my ear. I would just play it over a speaker and I would literally listen to a book the entire night while I was sleeping. So I would wake up and hear pieces of a book and then go back to sleep and wake up and hear different sections of a book. And I would listen to the same book over and over for like a month. And some of those books were A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, Practicing the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. A lot of things in that kind of um, deep thinking, sort of spiritual vein Stuff that's focused on meditation and presence and just um, mental awareness and a deeper sense of understanding of 
concepts that are more deeply rooted than the superficial stuff that we experience every day in regular life. And then I stopped doing that for a long time. And then recently, I started doing it again. And the the recent one I've been doing is listening to um, Wayne Dyer read the Tao Te Ching. It's on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. Wayne Dyer reads the Tao Te Ching. And it's it's amazing. If you haven't read the Tao Te Ching, I highly recommend getting that book. It is it's an amazing work, piece of literature. And let me see. I, I believe the Tao Te Ching was written in 500 BC. But let me let me just look real quick. Tao Te Ching. Let's see what it gives us here when I type it in. Lao Tse or Lao Tzu. Yes, sixth century BC. So basically. It was published in the 4th century BC, here it says. Um, the Tao Te Ching, also known as Lao Tzu or Lao Tse, is a Chinese classic text traditionally credited to the 6th century BC sage Lao Tse or Lao Tzu. The text's authorship, date of composition, and date of compilation are debated, but they think that the publication date is around the 4th century BC. So basically 2,500 years ago, this dude wrote a brilliant book. Just he didn't he didn't write a book. He wrote a bunch of stuff on probably you know bamboo sheets or something with a calligraphy paintbrush or whatever. But um, it just holds up so well today. And there's so many things in there that they're just little you know maybe a paragraph, maybe just a sentence. So I found a couple that I just picked right out of a, a hat basically because the whole thing's full of great knowledge. But I found two that I thought I'd share with you and maybe discuss just for a bit. I don't want to take up a lot of time today for you because a lot of people are celebrating Christmas Eve and um, maybe you're driving, so I want to give you something that you can listen to while you're on your way to your family or if you're hanging alone, which is what I'm doing this Christmas Eve. Um, It might be nice to just have something to listen to, maybe some inspiration to go check out this book. The Tao Te Ching by Lao Tse or Lao Tzu. (laughs) I'm just going to keep saying Lao Tzu because that's how I always knew it. Um, So check this one out. Knowing others is intelligence. Knowing yourself is true wisdom. Mastering others is strength. Mastering yourself is true power. Now there's a lot to unpack in that. Knowing others is intelligence. So when you're developing your intelligence, your the, the things that you know, the information that you have, that's intelligence. When you're learning about the world, that's intelligence. You're adding things to yourself. When you know yourself, that's wisdom. Wisdom is an inner knowing, a, a deeper sense of awareness of your experience. True wisdom. So why is it important to know ourselves and why is that wisdom and why is it intelligence or information gathering when we know others well we we want to go deeper than intelligence of course we intelligence is great knowing stuff knowing information understanding history and knowing dates and details and different artists and different books and and knowing people and knowing personalities and all these things are definitely part of the human experience and super important i mean that's what the that's what life's all about is the beauty of your infinite experience with everyone you encounter and that is a wonderful 
thing that you can really gather a lot of inspiration from and do a lot of good in the world when you have that information and that intelligence of your surroundings. Absolutely. Then when we look at ourselves, sometimes it's hard to go deep with ourselves. But when we know who we are, when we truly know ourselves, that's true wisdom. That is a an intangible, unchangeable truth about ourselves that allows us to be grounded, allows us to drop our ego, allows us to be more giving because we're not afraid that we're going to lose if we give. We're not coming from a space of lack. We're coming from an internal space of a deeper level of connection to everybody, which could be called compassion. It could be called empathy. But when we strip away all the details and all the story of of our experience, and we get down to the essence of who we really are, we're this being that is capable of influencing and supporting and creating beauty and inspiration in the world, then we start to tap into true wisdom, which gives us a sense of calm, a sense of peace, and a sense of awareness, and a sense of knowingness. And that's just a great space to come from. And, and I think I've talked about, of course, I've talked about this in, in podcasts in the past, but a good way to access true self-knowledge, true self-wisdom, is through any discipline that allows you to become very present. So, Music, of course, is that. When you're performing music, you're very present. If you start to think about things outside of the present moment, the music will suffer. Yes, you can go into autopilot, but when you want to create true music that's truly being expressed from a place of the soul, you want to be present. You want to be actively engaged in the moment of making the music. That's a great way to be present. And that's a great way to commune with your fellow humans on the level of sound. And when you're doing that and you're playing from that space of truth in yourself, you're, you're expressing yourself from a space within that is true to who you are in that moment. And that's a, a magical thing. That's an important thing. And people can feel that. That's wisdom. Another way to reach that silent, internal knowingness is through meditation. When you sit quietly, focusing on your breath and allowing your thoughts to come and letting them go instead of sitting on them and and going into your imagination, that is a way to bring power into your experience because you are allowing your mind to stay present, stay focused. You're focusing on your breath You're letting things come and go in your mind. And that just gives you a deeper sense of power because you are not living in your memory. You're not living in your projections and your imagination. You are living right here, right now, where life is actually occurring. And that is a great way to start knowing yourself. That's true wisdom. Another way is a discipline like Tai Chi or yoga or any other discipline, a movement discipline, where you're very focused on what it is that you're doing. And the bottom line of focused on your movement is focused on your breath. It all comes back to breath, really, in to me and in so many of these traditions. Focusing on your breath is a great way to stay present. So if you're having a busy day, if you're in a busy city, 
and there's a lot of stuff going on in the, in the external environment, remember you can always think about your breath, breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out, and that will bring you back into being present where true wisdom is inside of you. So think about that. I mean, it's it's great to have intelligence. Of course it's great to have intelligence. That's what makes life exciting. And then it's also great to have wisdom, which makes life peaceful. Okay? Here is the next part of that quote. Mastering others is strength. Mastering yourself is true power. That's a crazy one, because you think about the idea of mastering others, and there's so many... There's so many ways that, that that concept comes about. Mastering others, what does that mean? To me, that means having power over someone, trying to control someone's thoughts, someone's actions. That's mastering somebody else. Um, a lot of times, to, to, to do that, you have to, you have to prove yourself as as superior, which is not a good thing to do, or you have to you have to be manipulative to convince somebody that you might be something that you're not, or convince them that they're something that they're not, in order to get that sense of mastery over them. Not good. That is not a good mental space to be in. When you come at life with true empathy for everybody and compassion, then it's the, the, the idea of trying to master somebody else, first of all, doesn't even enter your mind because everyone is just like you, just a person living life. So the idea of mastering someone, that's crazy to me. Uh, mastering others is strength. Yes, you will feel strength if you are in that headspace. Mastering yourself, however, is true power. Mastering yourself, well, what does that mean? To me, that means having the discipline and the focus to nurture, develop, and bring out who you truly are as a human. Not who your degree tells you you are, or your job tells you you are, or your life situation tells you you are, but in your quietest moments, you really get a lot of insight into your own self. When you get that insight into your own self, now your job is to bring it out, to master it, to have the discipline to develop and to cultivate what's inside of you. That is mastery of yourself. That's when you have true power because then you are living from a space of alignment with who you actually are. I don't know if this is deep for for some people, maybe it's obvious for some people, but whatever, however you're taking this, if it if it seems crazy or seems like something you've never heard, then do some more deep research and read the Tao Te Ching and look at some of these deep philosophy books, these kind of spiritual books that are very uh, insightful into the human journey. If this seems obvious then you are ready to start asking yourself, are you living from these spaces, from these mental perspectives? Are you able to differentiate the external world? 
Can you differentiate your intelligence, your intellect, from your true wisdom? And if not, there's your practice. If you can, if you are a master of these things, pretty good chance you're you're probably not even listening to. You probably don't even know what a podcast is. <laughs> if you're a master of understanding the difference between intelligence and wisdom, and are completely a master of yourself and in that deep power of yourself, that's a heavy place to be. That is a goal. Um, and, the, and the thing is, the, the interesting thing is when I just said goal, a goal implies time. A goal implies something that you're not there yet. And as soon as you start to believe that you're not there yet, it's a goal, something to be achieved at some point in the future, then you've just tricked yourself back in to living in your mind living in some kind of projection that if you do X, Y, and Z, then eventually you will reach this point. And we've talked about before that practice, when you're practicing, you should be engaged in the moment of practice, in the experience of practice, and try not to be stuck in a projection of what this practice will become. Let it be what it is. Be in the moment master the exercise as it is, then it will show up when it needs to show up. Everything that we need is right here and right now. And what we need to do is cultivate our ability to be aware that the things that are keeping our experience from being purely interactive and purely aligned is the cloudiness of our own thinking. Okay, this is getting crazy, right? Maybe it's getting a little bit too heavy. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just talking. I'm just trying to kill some time between now and next week when Mark Walker is on the podcast and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> okay, so here's the next one. And then then I'm going to leave you and say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah and all of those things. But this is a great one because there's another one. This is, remember, this is something that someone wrote 2,500 years ago, and it's still completely true today. A good traveler has no fixed plans and is not intent on arriving. Now, 2,500 years ago, I could imagine some, some monk, you know, wandering the, the mountains of China or India or wherever and they are traveling but they're not on a mission to get anywhere because they know that each moment that they're in is the perfect moment that they're in because a sage or a or a or a a master a zen like a zen master or a or a monk or whatever they are a master of themselves. They are coming from a space of true power. They know themselves. They're coming from a space of true wisdom. And when you're coming from a space of true wisdom and true power, you know that every moment is the most important moment that you are in. And each moment carries everything in it that you need to have to have a rich and full experience. The moment that you start to plan, the moment that you start to remember and and go back in your memory, you've removed yourself from being aware of the present moment. 
So a good traveler has no fixed plans and is not intent on arriving. Another way of saying that is it's not the destination, it's the journey. Another way of saying that is what I just said. When you're practicing, you're in the moment of practicing. You're practicing for the purpose of practice. You're not practicing for the purpose of something in the future. You're practicing for something right now. Man, it all comes down to right now. It's so crazy. Even if you think about playing music, when you're playing music, yeah, the song, say the song lasts three minutes and you start it now, and the song's going to end in three minutes, but it's never going to be, the music is never going to be happening any at any given moment except the now moment. Each note is played right now. There cannot be any notes played in the future, and there can't be any notes played in the past. All the notes occur right now. It's like there's not even real time. There's just always right now, right now, right now, right now. And time is when we project our mind into the future or remember things in the past. That's where time comes from. So if we can really get out of the philosophy of that and get into the truth of that, because you can't argue with that fact. Everything happens right now. And it seems like we are moving into the future, and yes, we are. But it's each moment that occurs where everything happens always happens right now. When we can get that into our head and truly be in that awareness, in that deep understanding, we are connecting to a deeper truth. We are realizing what true power is. We're realizing what true wisdom is. And stress is eliminated. Fear is eliminated. All these negative qualities that that can cripple us go away. Because how can there be... How You know, in, in Zen, they say, see things with a beginner's mind. A beginner's mind means everything is new at every moment. And uh, there's another great book, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to talk about books from, from, from time and again. So the beginner's mind is, is a beautiful place to be because everything, you allow it to be what it is. You're not, you're not placing your own judgment on things, and it's crazy how deeply rooted our judgment is. Judgment's not just like, oh man, that that person can't play, or you know, they don't, you know, that person doesn't sound good, or that person, I don't like the way that person paints. That's like incredibly superficial judgment. But when we go on a deeper level of judgment, judgment is actually a form of, uh, it's part of labeling. When you label something, you've judged it. That's crazy. You got to think about that one for a minute. When you look at a tree, and you know that it's an oak tree, you've already labeled it as something that now has a definition, and it has an entire system of, of uh, facts about it, and all of a sudden your intelligence kicks in, your intellect kicks in. You say, that's an oak tree. It looks like it's 300 years old. It will lose all its leaves every winter. In the springtime, it will, you know, there'll be there'll be acorns or whatever, and it provides shade, and it's a great tree to climb, and it's a very strong tree, and it's a very dense wood, and all of a sudden, you've taken the life out of that tree instead of just looking at it and experiencing it as this this symbol of life. We've looked at it and we've given it all the definitions, so we've stripped away its 
true essence in a way because we've judged it into something that we can now safely say oak tree, pencil, coffee cup, whatever. When you start to label things, you're judging them. Now, of course, you can't go through life. I mean, it doesn't make any sense, and it's not practical to go through life and just like not know what anything is. That's why it's important to have intelligence. The problem is when we start to allow these things to control us and start to come into our experience and make us feel like we're inadequate in some way or another, man, that guy can really play. That girl is really good, and I don't know if I'm good enough to play with her because she's super advanced and I don't think I'm ready. Instead of like, you know, being in the moment, being being in the moment with who you are and what you're doing. And, and you don't know how someone else is going to respond to you. And if you are just open to what is happening, people are pretty open to what's happening. And you know what? If you're around someone who, who is vibey or judgy, and then they're not going to be part of your experience for very long. But don't let yourself be controlled by your, your thoughts and your projections and your self-imposed beliefs that are going to hold you back because you've labeled things and then you've put yourself in where you think you belong in all that categorization and then you limit yourself from the experiences because X, Y, and Z and you can define it out in any direction of what it is that has you know, frozen you in your experience and it made it impossible for you to grow any further than where you think you are. That gets heavy. I mean, that, this is super psychological in a way. It's spiritual in a way. But the, the, the depth and the essence of overcoming these things is very simple. Become present. Focus on your breath. Be in the now. Don't be attached to any of your thoughts. You can still think about things. I mean, of course, I can't write a drum mantra exercise without giving it some deep thought. I mean, the complexity of... Some of these exercises requires sometimes several weeks of, of pondering and composition and, and moving notes around to make them make complete sense so they are right. That's fine. That's using your mind as a tool. But if I was to say, oh my gosh, I've got to write this piece of music and I can't do it and it's, it's, it's going to control me and I'm not good enough or, or no one's going to like this and blah, 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 and you go into your mind, well... You've just created all these roadblocks for yourself because you're trying to categorize and define your life based on your intellect, your intelligence, and you're letting it control you instead of using it as a tool. You're using it as something that is going to hold you back. This is a lot of stuff to think about in a weird way, but in also a strange way, it's, there's nothing to think about. It's just It just is what it is. The present moment is what it is all the time. Uh, Eckhart Tolle talks about getting into the present moment by feeling the energy in your hand. So one thing I do is I you can like clap your hand or rub your hands together until you can kind of feel the heat in your hand. And then you just hold your hand out and focus on that feeling that's in your hand. You can kind of feel like an energetic vibration from after you clap your hands, the blood is, has rushed to the surface or whatever. And you can kind of feel the, the pulsation in your hand. And then what Eckhart says is once you get comfortable in focusing on that, which causes you to be present, not focusing and saying, oh, the blood has rushed to the surface of my skin. 
oh, I'm feeling this because the temperature is a little cooler. And, you know, none of that. You're just literally eyes closed and you're sensing the fact that you can feel your own hand. And then when you can do that, you are, you're right there in the moment because you, you can't feel something unless you're there in the moment. And then you try to let that awareness travel further than your hand. You try to sense it in your whole body. It's not an easy thing to do. This is a practice. This is just like practicing the drums, just like practicing yoga, just like practicing you know, hitting balls in a batting cage. It is a practice. You're developing a muscle. You're developing the muscle of your mind. You're training your mind to be able to focus. Instead of letting your mind control you, you're learning how to control your mind because the mind is what allows you to use your senses and then you use your senses to make sure that you stay present. And when you're present, you're able to, you have so much more power to accomplish the things that are wanting to come out of you. Your true creativity, your expression, whether you're a writer or a painter or you have great ideas or you're an architect or whatever, all these things can come out of you more fluidly and more fluently when you are present. Anyway... The Tao Te Ching, great book, amazing. I can't recommend it enough. There are a lot of different versions, and I can't recommend an actual version, a, a translation. I've had, I've had many of many different versions over the years, and some that I've really loved, and some that I'm like, oh, I like the other ones a little better. Um, I don't even know which ones those are, but the the Wayne Dyer reading it on 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 YouTube it's like two hours long it's it's wonderful his voice is very soothing and he is coming from a space of like he did a whole thing where he lived the Tao Te Ching every day he did a different meditation of in life based on a different uh, verse of the Tao Te Ching he was the real deal as a student of the philosophy. So to hear him read it, you, you feel like you're connected to someone who purely appreciates it, and they're not just reading a book. So check it out. The Tao Te Ching by Lao Tse. The version read by Wayne Dyer is, is wonderful. I, I recommend it highly. Well, okay. I hope you have a great day. I hope, you have a, I hope you're excited about 2020. I think it's just going to be an amazing year. I just think that so much stuff is, is, is coming to the surface about how we understand life and how we understand ourselves. And the beauty is when we can understand ourselves deeper, then when we go down and practice, there's it's just it's just a whole different thing. I think musicians are gonna keep getting better and better and they're and they're gonna be more connected to their own true expression instead of in these things of like you know, play, playing to impress, it's going to be more of a deeper expression. At least that's my goal. That's one of my high goals. Always, every year, I'm like, I. one of my biggest intentions is to align myself with true expression and try not to play from a space of trying to be impressive. I always want to make sure that I express myself as authentically as possible. And what I've learned over the years, for me personally, is... I like a lot of space, and so I play with a lot of space, and sometimes it's difficult for me to, to be confident in doing that because there's a lot of times, a lot of people I play with don't play with a lot of space, but they're playing from a pure space 
for themselves. But when it comes time for me to play, I like to play the space. So that's that's my mission, and that may change. I don't know. Who knows what might might influence me and inspire me to to do whatever it is. But the goal and the main point for me is to be in the moment. So when I'm practicing, it just has a richer, deeper feeling to it. And then whatever it does, once it comes out in the world, that's that's a different story. But I think that we're all moving towards that every day. I sense it more and more that everybody is really wanting to dig deeper than the superficial world that we live in. It just feels like everyone wants that, at least the people I'm around and at least people I talk to. So we will go deeper into a New Year's Eve resolution kind of thing soon. Um, Next week is going to be the Mark Walker podcast. It's awesome. I can't wait to share that. In the meantime, I hope you have happy holidays. Be safe. Enjoy your family. And have a great time. Be careful. And talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Drum Mantra Podcast. Your time and attention is much appreciated. I would love it if you went to the iTunes store and left a rating. And please share this with anybody that you think would like to go deeper with their practice. Take care.